0: Welcome, everybody, to what we all know, without a shadow of a doubt, to be your favorite podcast in the world. The Persuasion School Podcast. My name is Jake Savage, and I'm joined, of course, by my lovely wife, Alexa.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Hello, hello, hello. hello. Hey, we're... Yeah, beautiful voice you have. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're switching it up. We're doing something totally new, totally different. Why? Why? Why not? Right?
1: Yeah, why not? Why not? Give it a shot.
0: So typically on the persuasion school, we discuss or break down one principle or method on persuasive communication at a time. Something that's easily digestible and then actionable so that you can put it to use in your everyday life and get more of what you want. Things like raises, promotions, jobs, dates, donations, deals. What else? Gifts. Gifts?
1: That gift you always wanted. That gift
0: you always wanted. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. thats You can learn how to get that gift from this podcast.
1: Clients. Clients. Oh, maybe scratch that. <laughs>
0: I mean that's kinda of like the deal. But whatever, we'll throw it in there. Okay, okay. This is the place to come. I'm a former door-to-door salesman, knocked on just about a hundred thousand doors before transitioning into a sales startup called Base Makers. Was there for the last six years, president for the last three? My job there essentially was to build and train a team of elite sales professionals. We hit the ink list of the five hundred fastest growing companies in the nation twice. Was that Alexa's phone? Was no, that my I didn't phone? Bring mine. Wow. My phone went off. Cardinal Sin. Anyways, I love sales and persuasive communication. And what we do now through Persuasion School is just help pass that on to the masses so more people can get what they want every single day. Now, that is the typical episode. That episode will be dropping this week. We do put out weekly shows. I like to call them shows.
1: Yeah, I think you can. I was listening to another one.
0: Alexa and I had a big debate about that. I do like to call them shows. Anyways, weekly show. It's coming tomorrow. And if it, this is your first time here, I recommend you checking out the most recent one before today. It was with Mr. Grayson Chance, who is a well-known music artist. Also, more importantly, Alexa's well-known little, brother. little brother. Well-known little brother. Fantastic episode. All right, but I said we're switching it up. So we're going to title this. Well, I'm not sure if we're going to title it this. <clears throat> yeah, but I think we should. This, at least this episode is going to be Whiskey Wednesday. And should hopefully imply directly and quickly that it's informal because we're drinking uh, micro amounts of alcohol.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and what? and me whiskey. You have a visi. I do. Whoa, no, no free pub. No free pub. Can't say the name. Why? They got pay for it. All right, got... but
1: can I just say one quick thing about this drink? What? It's good for you. It has antioxidants and vitamin C, and it's delicious. And I love the way they package on the inside because you can try, like it's in rows and each row is a flavor. Mm. So if you're drinking with people, typically like you'll have one in the row and then the next row will be a different flavor. Like I like, I enjoy that.
0: That is cool. I did not notice that.
1: I'll if have to check it out. If you to uh, <coughs> advertise on this show.
0: <laughs> yes. I won't say right. their name Oh either. man. Oh my gosh. Cardinal Sin again. Forgive me folks. Somehow this got off of, uh, off of silent. All right, we're back. But yes, anyways, planning to call this Whiskey Wednesday. not sure if this is going to be a recurring series. Eh,
1: I think it might. I think it
0: might too. I think we should. It's fun.
1: Because I think it is helpful for, well, I think you've led... Okay, you go, you go. Explain the purpose. Yeah,
0: well, purpose meant to be more of an informal series that will coexist with our other episodes. And this is just meant to be more about my life. (laughs) I guess that sounds vain, me saying that. But just wanted to have fun, have some chats. And also I had requests from uh, audience members just wanting to learn a little bit more about me personally, what I'm doing. Uh, I'm usually having a lot of fun doing some different things and some people wanted to know more about it and they wanted to hear some stories about my life. One person said they want to see Jake Savage unchained. Mm. So I'm not sure what type of person that that guy thinks I am, but
1: well, you've lived an insane life and I think, I hope that this can continue and listeners can hear because I do think some of your stories are, Literally insane. I think you have nine lives too. Like, I think you should be dead. <laughs> you should have been dead a while ago. Yeah. I hope the nine lives continue. I thought you were about to say, I hope you die. Okay, really? <laughs> I would never say that on air. <laughs> Whoa. I'm
0: just kidding. Yeah, true. <laughs> Cut that out. Cut that out. Yeah, yeah.
1: Scratch, scratch it. I would never disrespect you.
0: <laughs> of course. All right. So, anyways, Whiskey Wednesday. I love whiskey, primarily bourbon. And I think the plan will be to try a different type each Wednesday I'll have some and you just just one one whiskey and then Alexa may try it so tonight I will will. drinking one of my all time faves 1776 the rye Mm. in particular very cinnamon your mouth kind of tastes like it does after you've chewed some big red gum
1: or after you do the cinnamon challenge what's that you don't know what that is I'm drinking my whiskey right
0: now refresh my memory
1: i can see you are drinking your whiskey (laughs) you try to eat it's either a teaspoon i think it's a tablespoon of cinnamon it is awful we should do it when we get upstairs oh yeah can't you like suffocate i think that that was found later on after it became a thing
0: so you're promoting that on this podcast
1: no, I'm not. I I did it before the suffocation factor came in. Okay, but you, you, there's definitely, once you do it, you're like, oh, man, I, I understand why it's so dangerous now. It's awful. It's so dry.
0: Mm, doesn't Whoa. sound good. Well, this whiskey doesn't taste like that. It tastes very smooth. Let
1: me have a little we'll, we'll sip. You want the thing on?
0: about this, too, is the more you sip, especially on your second one, I don't ever really like to have more than two because I don't want to waste good whiskey anyways. But
1: Oh, that's actually really good. Really? Yeah.
0: I don't know how your face looks like.
1: I know. Whiskey's hard for me. Cause I am <laughs> sick off of it too many times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good. One of my favorites. We'll try something different next time. So anyways, on this episode, Lex, we could chat about a variety of things. Be it a story from life. Be it something I'm working on.
1: Or just or a whatever. conversation. Or a
0: conversation like we're having right now.
1: Okay, so I have something in mind just to get the ball rolling. Yeah. And to maybe get people interested in you. Hit me. What do you think about telling the BVI story? The one mm. with the stitches.
0: The stitches. <clears throat> yeah.
1: I think that's a great launching point.
0: Good starting point, huh? Yes. All right. I'm done with that. It's one of
1: my favorite stories ever.
0: Sometimes I'm not sure about this story. Why? Just because of how it could be received. It's a little wild.
1: Do you want to tell it or no?
0: No, yeah, sure. We can tell it. Okay. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd be open to hearing it, I guess, at this point. So,
1: I think if you preface it or I mean, you were a kid, you guys I was were a kid.
0: kids. was a kid. This was three years ago.
1: No. This was forever ago. You were 18, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, 18. All right. Should we do it? We'll do it.
1: I think you should. I think it's an awesome story. Let me
0: just have another sip.
1: Ah, these drinks.
0: Mm-hmm. Tasty. All right. BVI story. Launching point for our Whiskey Wednesday series. Yes. I dig it. Here we go. So for anybody that doesn't know, on the East Coast, well, I guess I don't know about the whole East Coast, but where I grew up in the D.C. area, so mid-Atlantic, when you graduate high school, most people go and do a beach week
1: mm-hmm.
0: where you just get a big house with a bunch of friends and kind of go crazy celebrating graduating high school. Yeah. So a large group of our friends – decided that they would go to, what's that place called? Oh, Outer Banks in North Carolina, and they got a giant house. But me and three other friends were thinking we would try something a little bit different. Boy, did you. Boy, did we. We thought it'd be cool to try to rent a sailboat down in the British Virgin Islands and just man the boat ourselves, basically. None of us really had a ton of sailboat experience, and by that I mean... Uh, like one out of the four had been on a sailboat three or four times. But I guess that was enough. This company down in the British Virgin Islands uh, let four 18-year-olds rent one of their 32-foot-long monohull sailboats. Insane. So that's what we did.
1: And one of you was reading Sailing for Dummies on the
0: way down. Thank God. Yeah. Really? Because otherwise we would – yeah. There was actually one time – all right. So anyways – this was a massive deal for us. This was not cheap. And all four of us had jobs. And we saved up for like our entire senior year for this trip. This was just like a big bang, kind of going out with a bang, you know, with all of your good friends doing something wild and doing something nuts. So we we go down. But on the on the plane, one guy is reading Sailing for Dummies, which actually came in handy. Because there was a, a time where we could not move the boat because there was no wind. Oh but right. he had read a part in that book about tacking where you zigzag across the water using what little wind that you do have and you can actually wow. go forward that way. Yeah. Wow. Kind of cool. So, anyways, we have a blast. It's crazy. We're just ba- island hopping essentially on this thirty two foot boat. We're sleeping up on the deck, jumping in the water every morning to cool off. And I mean I remember a couple mornings jumping in. There was like uh Probably a six-foot shark, right? Oh, like figurating so right beneath the boat. Pretty nuts, but very freeing. It was a trip of a lifetime yeah. for sure. So, anyways, guess we can make our way to the actual story. We so fast forward towards the second to last day. We've had an absolute blast, a crazy adventure, just island hopping in this boat. Again, sleeping on the boat every single night. We kind of stopped sailing after a while. We're just using the motor everywhere that we went. But we pull up, second to last day, we pull up to this island that we see. The water is just crystal clear blue and just so beautiful. In this island that we pulled up to is like the size of maybe half of, maybe a third of a football field. Tiny. Yeah, very tiny. Like something that you see on a postcard. Just literally a third of a football field, white sand, blue water, with like the picturesque one palm tree sticking up on it. And we anchor our boat maybe, I don't know, 50 yards out or something. And we take our little dinghy in. So you have a dinghy that's attached to your your big boat that you just pull around. So we take the dinghy in and we're just hanging out. And we just feel like little kids on this island having an absolute blast. And so all four of us just cannot even contain our excitement. All four of us are doing different things at this time. Just like, you know, freaking out basically with how crazy of a of, of life experience and travel experience we're having in the moment. And so one guy, David, is just literally sprinting circles around the island. He's just so giddy sprinting circles around the island. Another guy. John is building a sandcastle. I think I have that right, unless the other one was running. But John's building a sandcastle just right by the water. And then the other guy, I think I can say his name. I'll call him Manny just to be safe.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah,
0: it's a good nickname for him, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So Manny, the third guy, has one of the oars from our dinghy and he is trying to slap like some squid. Some little baby squid that he sees. He's not slapping the actual squid. They're they're like swimming around in the water. Mm-hmm. And he's standing on the water's edge of this island and just trying to like, I don't know, lightly tap these squid or whatever with the oar. Yeah. Just being a dingus. So that's what the three of them were doing. And I was maybe like 20 feet out from the sandcastle in the water. And I'm trying to prank my buddy, John, who's building the sandcastle. <laughs> and so I thought it would be a good idea to try and while underwater <laughs> pee into uh, a, an empty water bottle and then i would sneak up like swimming and then just dump that all over the sandcastle
1: which like you could have just dumped water on the sandcastle but <laughs>
0: yeah that's not cool <laughs> so anyways yeah we're all just being absolutely ridiculous and, and sober by the way we're just all you know i don't know feeling like little kids having fun. And so I just really wanted to prank John. So I'm I'm, I'm I'm, focused with everything inside of me, intense focus on trying to pee into this bottle underwater. Okay. When all of a sudden I feel this just massive hit, like blunt force to my head. And I lift my hands up, ditch the bottle, lift my hands up and just hold them to my forehead and just start kind of like yelling out in pain. And I hear all three of the guys laughing on the shore. They must've just seen what happened or they threw something at me or what. I'm not sure at this point. And I lift my hands off my head and blood just gushes down over my face. And all of a sudden the laughing stops. So what had happened was Manny, the guy with the oar that was trying to slap these fish and these squid, he had swung the oar so hard that the the plastic blade part on the very end of the shaft just came right off the shaft and just started spinning out to sea. And of all the places it could have gone, it went di- right in my direction. and nailed me right in the head. Mm-hmm. So this is the blade of the oar and just cuts me. And I still have the scar to this day. It's about an inch and a half long on the top of my head. And so blood is gushing down. Nobody is laughing anymore. They rush out to me to check on me they see that my head is split open essentially and so we all get back into the dinghy head to the boat and just try to figure out what to do so in that time they're trying to help me out and clean it up by pouring water on it manny the guy who did the deed hops in the dinghy to go to another boat to try to find a doctor Oh wow! and he ends up finding some special forces guy who was vacationing down there to come check out the wound. And so he came, pulled some sand out of it. And he told me immediately, you need to go to a hospital. This is bad. Whoa. So at this point, we're all, I mean, the, everything is just kind of turned sour, like the entire trip. It's the second to last day. It's not the best way to end a trip. We have almost no money left. And again, we had saved up all of our money from working senior year. And so we're like burning through everything. And going to the hospital just means some major expense, probably. And also at this point, the sun is setting. And there was a rule with this rental boat company, no sailing after the sun has gone down.
1: At least they had that rule.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at least they had that rule. So we know that sailing is not going to get us there quick enough. We just turn on the motor and gun it from our tiny little paradise island to one of the main islands where there was a, a hospital there. So that's probably like a 30-minute trek across the ocean at this point. We dock the boat, jump into a taxi, hail a taxi as quick as we can, and just make our way through these crazy turns all over the island and then finally get to the hospital. So we're at the hospital. One guy decides to stay with me. John. Do you remember this? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember this. So John decides to stay with me.
1: Are you still in pain at this point? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Still so in sure pain. You, like got
0: knocked out. No, still bleeding and just holding my head to try to stop the blood.
1: Oh, yeah. you scared?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was scared, and I think it didn't help when we got to the hospital that it was, the hospital did not look like a hospital you'd want to go to when your head is split open. Yeah. Basically, to say the least, and so. Where, where, Anyways, John decides to stay with me while Manny and David go do, uh, go take care of some top priorities, which was using the remainder of our money for beer and cigarettes, basically. So the two of them go find a store, literally, to go get more beer and another carton of cigarettes while John and I sit in the waiting room in this hospital. So John and I are in there for about two hours waiting. Finally, I get to go into the operating room, and the, the doctor comes, checks it out, shaves like a quarter of my head probably and staples up the uh, the split in the top of my head so while this has been happening david and manny have been hanging out front the hospital smoking cigarettes <laughs> drinking beers on the front porch basically and there was this uh just friendly caribbean nurse that had come out for a smoke break And she started asking David and Manny what they were doing there. And they just told her the whole story. Like, we're just a bunch of kids. We spent our own money on this trip. We're out of money. And now this guy has his head split open. We don't even know how we're gonna pay these bills. You know, and they just start to build a bond with the nurse and build a little rapport while I'm inside getting stitched up, essentially. And I don't know any of this is happening. So I'm in there just (laughs) getting my head shaved, looking like a dingus, basically, feeling like a dingus. And John's there comforting me. So the the doctor wraps up the staples and we open up the door to the operating room and he says, follow me to the front desk so you can pay and we'll get you out of here. So when he opens the door to the operating room, standing right there, this is like behind where you're, where visitors are even able to go. They're not supposed to be here, but he opens up the door and David and Manny are standing Right there. They knew which door, which room we were in, and they're standing right there. And I'm just confused at this point, thinking, what are you guys doing? How did you get in here? What are you doing right here? And they looked to the doctor and they said, hey, can we talk to our friend real quick? And the doctor, I remember, put his hand on my shoulder and he said, no, he needs to come with me to the front so he can pay and then you guys can leave. And they said, we just need to talk to him real quick about something. And the doctor said, okay. And they said, we just want to talk to him privately around the corner. So again, this is just weird. I come out of the operating room. My two friends are there behind the area where visitors, visitors should be. So now the four of us walk together around the corner. And as soon as we turn the corner, David yells sprint and they take off down the hallway. And so John and I not knowing what to do, just follow them. So we sprint. Uh So now all four of us are sprinting down the hallway of this hospital in the Caribbean. And we're going through double doors. Downstairs, down hallways, making turns, like these guys had figured it all out. And we follow them straight through what felt like this maze out the back door of the hospital. And as soon as we exit the the building, there is a van, a taxicab van waiting with the the side door slid open. And that Caribbean nurse had a whole pack of uh what do you call it? Antibiotics. Antibiotics and medicine and she handed it to me and she said get in the cab and go i'll take care of everything on our end don't worry about paying it was insane wow. so we just get in the cab slam the door and the taxi driver takes off and it was just the most wild experience and it i don't for us you know we're as we get into more stories maybe about my life you'll you'll hear that uh this is par for the course for sure but yeah. this this just made our whole trip it went from being like a sour downer oh man everything's kind of ruined to this just made the entire trip <laughs> worth it like this is the greatest adventure ever so we, yeah, we were back in the cab and we we take the long trek all the way back to our boat where we had originally docked and we just slept there that night you're not even supposed to to stay in your boat when it's docked to some random dock but we did, and we just cracked those beers that the guys had bought and pretty much celebrated. And it was it was a trip I'll never forget. It was a wow. story I'll never forget, I but know, it was I a ton of fun. I that story. That's my
1: favorite. Yeah. Pretty nuts. Pretty wild.
0: But it was a good time. I don't condone that, obviously, now. Yeah. I've grown up. That was three years ago, like I said. So you said
1: that already. Yeah. So. It's not as funny.
0: <laughs> um, anyways... <clears throat> Yeah, don't don't condone that today, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun.
1: So, what lesson did you learn from that experience?
0: Mm. Well, for one, <clears throat> stay in shape. You never know when you have to take off running.
1: Yeah, you guys must have been pretty fast. <laughs> no, we were fast. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, no, I was definitely the slowest out of that group. That's for sure. But. Takeaways, have first aid kits with you when you're traveling, and build rapport. There you go. Comes full circle to persuasion school. Oh,
1: yeah, because of the nurse. Because of the nurse. Go find her.
0: If David and Manny had not done their jobs of building a relationship with that nurse, we would have been screwed. I don't know how much the bill would have been, but she said she took care of everything on her end, so she really just wanted to look out for These young boys.
1: Young boys, young lads. From the U.S. Nice.
0: Yeah, very sweet of her. So build rapport. You never know when relationships will come in handy. That's probably, that's the main takeaway. I think
1: that's the biggest one, yeah.
0: I think so too. Nice. Cool. What do you think? Successful Whiskey Wednesday so far?
1: I loved it. I loved every minute. And I've heard that story a few times. And it it was still good? Yeah. It's freaking amazing. It's so... (laughs) visually like you can just picture it in your head you know like you guys running through the hospital your head bleeding jumping in the cab like (laughs) i don't know it's all just right right there yeah it's like out of a book or something
0: yeah maybe we'll have to write a book make a little make a little movie out of it well
1: and listeners you will know or you will learn jake has lived an insane life and so what should we talk about next Whiskey Wednesday, do you think? Mm. Should we leave it open?
0: Mm. Well, if we want to continue story time,
1: story time, story time, <laughs> like a child, we've got
0: story the uh, Vespa trip.
1: Oh, that'd be a good one for next if week. We can do Vespa trip. Let's do it.
0: If you guys have seen Dumb and Dumber, I've got a story for you there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll figure it out, we'll play it by ear. But yeah. I, I guess also a good thing to do would be to ask you guys. The audience, if anybody has any recommendations, anybody has any questions, I should also normally ask this at the end of our regular episodes. Questions about persuasive communication would be more than happy to answer that. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. But if you do have any questions about my life or what, what I'm up to, more than happy to chat about it on Whiskey Wednesdays. Well, Got a lot cooking this year Yeah. for us to talk about anyways. I mean, for one, just transitioned out of my full-time role as the president of Basemakers. Right. I'm there part time, but the chief sales officer, and uh, while I can focus full time on consulting nonprofit fundraising teams,
1: yes, yeah, full time,
0: yeah, which is pretty cool. So very excited for that, and then also I'm available for coaching. You know, I'm really pouring a lot of time and energy into the consulting, but I I love helping out. You know, entrepreneurs that are looking to focus on their persuasive communication and strengthen their ability to communicate. So always feel free to reach out for that. I'm also putting together an online course that people can buy on persuasive communication. Some of the things that have worked for me over the years, very valuable content that I think everybody can benefit from. I'll also put one together separately for, for fundraising. And and then we've got the Ironman this year. Yeah, yeah. So did an Ironman last year, Ironman 140.6, which was a lot of fun for and i've fallen in love with that i i think there's just so much to be said for endurance training but anyways that's for another another session but got one of those coming up again in september in wisconsin so plenty of training i think there are some things that we can chat about yeah be good
1: i think so for sure yeah okay lots of things
0: cool all right well guys as always thank you for listening and if you're looking for more content I was about to say more content on persuasive communication as though this had anything to do with that at all. But if you are looking for content on persuasive communication, catch me on Instagram. I'm most active there. It's at Jake Savage. You can also send me an email directly, jake at jakesavage.co. And now my brand new website is officially up and running. It is geared more towards just fundraising consulting though. That's jakesavage.co. And I think that wraps it up.
1: Cheers. Cheers. Whiskey Whiskey
0: Wednesday. All right. Catch you guys later.